0: It's time to unmask the truth and expose the lies. The Occupied Forces do not want you to hear this broadcast. Breaking through the censorship and delivering raw, unedited content, it's Joshua Michael with Non-Compliant America.
1: That's right, folks. Welcome. 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 Today's the first day of the rest of your life. and let me tell you why I chose this intro, why I chose this clock because the clock is ticking. The clock is ticking for us to decide what we're gonna do, where we're gonna go, who we're gonna be as people, what we're gonna do to protect our children's futures and our children's children and our children's children's children. Are we going to be the generation to where America falls to these tyrants that have captured all aspects of our government and all aspects of our lives and they've pushed us in a corner? They've gotten most of us to wear a mask for two years. Think about that. We've been walking around like ducks with the N95 masks looking down at the ground for over two years. Think about that. Two years plus. That is a long time to be a slave. That is a long time to take to stand up and do something. That is a long time. If you're planning on doing something, it's probably a good time to get started. It's a great time to get organized. More people are awake now than they've ever been. I know I'm getting sidetracked a little bit here, but I'm just really passionate. Um, there's, there's just a lot of passion going on. I think, you know, I don't know if it's the sunshine coming out, which it's been beautiful lately, or if I'm seeing a lot of good things in the world um, and just around this state and around this country, you know, with the convoy I don't know if any of you guys have been watching the convoy going on in dC um, with the truckers, but uh, it's it's been really awesome, and it's really awesome to meet a lot of really good, like-minded people that still have a little fight in them. and it's it's just two years, folks, two years of wearing the mask. And I know I've I, I've always harped on the mask, and I've talked about the mask a lot. And a lot of you think, "Oh, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. It's no big deal." Two years is a long time. That's a long time. I mean, there's a lot you can get done in two years. A lot's changed in my life. I'm sure a lot's changed in your life. But really, a lot's changed in everybody's life because there's no sidelines anymore. There's no just getting by. And and I know people are trying. They're getting vaxxed, they're wearing their masks, and they're staying six feet or 12 feet, and they're not talking to their friends anymore, and they're not going out, and they're not doing this, they're not spending any of this, you know, and they're not doing anything now, and, and just, just trying to be safe and trying to do what they can do to still live on the sidelines. Well, that carpet's been ripped out from under all of us a long time ago. Some of you guys just haven't realized it yet. But I'll tell you, it is a pretty awesome time to be alive, uh, to be witnessing just, you know, this madness continue to unwind and these plans, like the Great Reset, unfold and expose themselves. It's been fascinating to see it happen. I mean, this was a plan, folks. This was a plan, one of the plans is called the Great Reset, and I want to talk about the Great Reset. I want to talk about it, because I don't think that some of you completely understand what it is and what it entails, but it's only the, some of the most powerful, richest people in the world, they get together every year, at least once a year, the Davos Group, the Bilderberg Group, these organizations... They get together and they have meetings to discuss on where they're going to be maneuvering populations, where they're going to be maneuvering resources, and who's going to get what, and what's going to happen here. And, you know, to me, it sounds kind of like, you know, if you you met, remember back in the 90s when they had these rappers and they were faking the beefs, you know, and, and they were faking that these this guy was beefing with that guy and you know then they they were feuding with Tupac and Biggie you know i'm not saying that wasn't potentially a real beef but kind of what came after that there were other rappers some of them actually walked away and they're like they don't want to do that cuz they're like no nah, man i'm not going to pretend to beef with this guy i think some of us forget that it's hollywood it's all controlled by Hollywood. You know, so it, it's, it's very possible that it's staged, right? Would you ever think about that? Do you ever think about what was going on or what has been going on? Leading up to October, November, December of 2019, with all the stuff that was going on then, we had a very prosperous economy we were kicking butt globally there was just a lot of great things that were happening despite all the nonsense that was going on with Trump and you know just the hysteria with the media and the Democrats and the antifa and everything else 2019 was a pretty cool time it was a pretty good year I think for a lot of people in a lot of businesses but with prosperity, with all the prosperity that we had naturally, and this has always been kind of the Achilles heel of just what was going on at that time. And what I was always worried about of things being too good. Cause if things are too good, we all dig our hell or dig our heads in the sand. And we stop looking around and we stop paying attention to what's going on. We're not worried about what could be going on globally when we got fat stacks in our bank account and business is booming and everything seems to be just going great. And that's kind of how 2019 was. Yeah, there was a lot of polarization happening, but there are a lot of people that just... We're feeling good things life was good that people were taking risks again is what i saw people were starting to take risks and make investments you know and just things were really good and so what came, what happened after that is with the release of the virus in china in december some reports as early i think as november or october Uh, Some of the people that worked at the Wuhan lab were reportedly getting sick that China covered it up in October, leading into like Thanksgiving time-ish for that. So this was starting to happen and unwind. And keep in mind, in 2017, I think it was April 2017, right after Trump got in office, Anthony Fauci went on and said, Mr. President, the president is going to face a very difficult time, and there will be a pandemic in the near future that he's going to have to face and deal with. I mean, just come on, that's crazy. So to think that this wasn't a plan or organized in some form or fashion uh, is is just beyond me. And in, in which it was. I mean, we can talk about it. I want to go into detail on it, but things are just moving so fast. Okay, so. Let me tell you what I think is coming, what I kind of foresee happening, and everything else. So they removed the mask here in Oregon. Hair Brown decided that it was okay, that suddenly we can all socialize again, right? And there are certain counties, there was Benton County that made an announcement, you know, about they're going to maintain the mask uh, after the mandate is uh, unwinded. And then they got so much pushback and... And everything else, so they went against that and everything else. And and I do have a, a, a special guest that's going to be coming on. And I I did a sit down with our future governor Mark Thielman, uh, and I had a full interview is available on my podcast uh, noncompliantamerica.com. dot uh, or you can go noncompliant.video. video. Our podcast is going to be available. It'll be on Apple Podcasts, Lord willing, for how long. And also Spotify is where I'm going to be having this podcast available, but. I'll have the full interview with Mark Thielman on there, but I'm going to play some blips of it uh, here in the next couple segments. But not trying to get sidetracked. So about the mask, they're going to release the mask. They're going to give us a summer, you know, which we're not going to be able to go anywhere because we can't afford it. Because gas prices, I think I saw diesel at five forty-nine. Gas is just over the top, over the roof. We had the most expensive barrel. I think was a couple days ago. I think it was $126 a barrel I was looking at. Um, it, it's just it's just going up. Currently, it's 106 Who knows where it's going to go? Yeah, look, it went up to $120 a barrel on the 8th. I mean, it's ridiculous. And so now they're getting gas from Russia and Iran and all these different areas. When... The Biden administration, the first thing he did when he became and was installed as a president, the first thing he did was disband the Keystone Pipeline and a couple other pipelines, which some would argue, oh, that wouldn't have affected the gas prices today or anything of the sort. Nonsense. Nonsense. Do you know why they do pipelines? Do you know why they even have pipelines? Because it's way cheaper to transport oil for long periods of long distances with a pipeline than to have to put it on trucks. So that would have saved tons and tons and tons of trucker miles to give us better rates and they're able to transport it and everything else. So there's that whole thing. And I don't know if any of you caught the Trump interview that happened the other day. Uh, that is now banned off of YouTube. I mean, what's up with all this banning going on everywhere? Everybody's getting banned. It's almost a badge of honor. I've been I've been banned off of Facebook since last year, um, when we were doing the Open Oregon rallies and and uh, and all that. And they they decided to ban me and an organization I was part of, and and this and that. And and it's just it's running rampant. These corporations, companies like Facebook and Twitter and Google, uh, the main main players. I don't think that you guys understand how much power they have, and also how much power you're giving them. Their power comes from you using their system, like Google. When you go to Google, everybody says, "Oh, Google it, Google it, Google it, Google it." Well, it's actually. It's not Googling it. Google is a search engine, but it's the primary search engine. Last I looked, it was about 91% of all the searches on the Internet are going through Google. Don't you think that gives them a little bit of power when they also openly admit to curating information that they want to give you? And they deem to be the arbiters of truth to determine what's true and what's not. Isn't that interesting? Google is telling you what you can and cannot see. Do you not think that there's a correlation here? Do you not think when you look up the term election fraud or coronavirus was made in a lab or whatever you want to talk about, whatever quote conspiracy theory that's essentially now been proven true, Do you not think that they potentially have a stake in curating what you're going to see? Well, The reality is, is they do. And the reality is, is that they tell you that that's what they're doing for your sake or your benefit. They're collaborating with the World Health Organization. They're collaborating with the CDC, uh, which is an unelected bureaucracy wing that was not elected. And they're collaborating with them. And so they'll say, well, the World Health Organization says that that's disinformation. So we are not going to let you see that. This is just wild. It's just, it's just wild, folks. But yeah, stay tuned. Next segment, we'll go in and we'll talk about uh, Mark Dielman internet censorship. I'm your host, Joshua Michael.
0: Broadcasting from the formal state of Oregon in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael.
1: Well, uh, I must admit Thanks for joining me and welcome back. I am your host, Joshua Michael, here on KSLM. Let me dive into right what's happening uh, before we get into the Mark Thielman interview coming up. Uh, which we pre- pre-recorded the other day. Um, so currently what's going on? They're removing the masks, right? So that's a new thing. Everybody's like, oh man, look at my face. I was at the coffee shop the other day and uh, the the gal taking my order was like, oh, do you notice anything different about me? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you don't have a mask. She's like, yeah, isn't it great? I was like, yeah, that is great. Uh, it, you know, It's not normal for you to have to wear a mask. It's never been normal, uh, and it's really sad that people have gone two years. So they're removing the masks in hopes that we'll all go back to sleep, and this is the trick. Okay, We want to make sure that we stay vigilant because they're already talking about rolling out another pandemic right after the midterms. The midterm variant is what I like to call it. They're going to be rolling that out. So be prepared for that. And they're going to try to lock us down again. The World Health Organization and the UN are taking over down to a local government level globally to where the. You remember walking in the store and then they made the announcement saying, well, according to the World Health Organization, we recommend that you wear a mask. That was the World Health Organization system overseen by the UN, to bring in this tyrannical system to lock everything down and to do and instill another lockdown. They are going to plan this. There's already been leaked documents out of Canada um, that have leaked this, and I'll go into a little more detail with that. Uh, And the reason is they removed the masks last time. And remember how they brought them back? and they try to keep things they try to keep things going they are removing the masks because of us because we have decided that we are done and they've received enough opposition that now they're needing to pull back in hopes that we go back to sleep but something, uh, we talked about it on Stacey Ann's show last, last year, um, and it kind of freaked, a little peop- uh, freaked some people out. And I'm not trying to freak you guys out in any way. Uh, I simply just want to inform. So the whole premise of this entire show is to inform you with what's going on and allow you to make the best decisions within your life. But we're not being told the truth in so many aspects. Even if you're Googling stuff. You're not going to get the truth. You're not going to get the raw content. And they say, oh, you know, the average citizen can't handle the truth. Um, It is scary. There are some scary things about it. But wouldn't you rather have an informed position to make a good decision in your life on where to go, where you want to shop, where you want to spend your money, and what's coming? You know, wouldn't you like to know? I personally would love to know. And I love seeking and finding information, seeing where things are going, and most importantly, what these people are talking about uh, and how these organizations and governments and agencies are organizing uh, to further take away your rights. So one thing I want to remind people is that your cell phone is a tracking device. Your Facebook is a tracking system. Your Android is a tracking system. Not only are they tracking you, and by they, I mean Google, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and all a million other agencies that are tied in with them. They're all literally analyzing trends in real time. And so I I really want to grasp the concept with you guys and have you guys grasp this concept So as you're going around, you're meeting with your friends and you're going to a party or you guys are at a dinner table um, and just having a conversation and being like, man, you know, I'm really tired of these masks and I don't like them. Well, that information is being taken into your phone because it's listening to you. If you have an Alexa, uh, a Google thing, I forgot what it's even called. But if you have any of those systems in your house, That's going back to a database. And what they're doing is it's called transcoding. And we all do it and we look at it now on our voicemail and be like, oh, that's so great. They have literally dissected the voicemail and regurgitated into text. And a lot of people use talk to text. Well, those are systems that they put in play and they've been developing these systems for a long time. They put those systems in play to take your context of what you say and put it in a text file. Once it's in a text file, you can then search for keywords and trends, right? So this is constantly happening in real time. They're doing this. Now, this is a short segment, but I'll get, uh, I'll get into it. So for the past two years have been an experiment using this real-time data. And the real time data is being used on what they can get away with. If you look at what's happening in different parts of the world, if you look at what's happening in different parts of the country, they're at different stages and different levels. And you can say, yes, yeah, some of it's leadership, some of it's, you know, different governors doing different things. But all in all, it's the corporations that are kind of running things right now. Which is why Google decided that this is considered misinformation so Google's going to ban this and Facebook is going to ban this because it's considered misinformation. It's not the government oversights, it's the corporate oversights. So the past few years have been an experiment and uh, they obviously closed down businesses, they masked your kids, uh, they want to test how far they can go. And... One of the examples um, that kind of comes out into my mind is with what happened with Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham was a beacon that challenged that system. Once that system was challenged and she'd got enough national news to put egg on the governor's face and make them look bad, but more importantly, awaken people to the concept of, hey, it's not so scary out there. Hey, they're telling us to close down our business. How about we... Open up because Walmart's still open, Best Buy's still open, Carl's Jr.'s still open. Why can't I open my business? And that's all she was simply pointing out. And so they had to push back because the trends were happening and things were starting to uh, boil over to where they couldn't control it anymore. But stay tuned, we'll be right back.
0: It's time to unmask the truth and expose the lies. The occupied forces do not want you to hear this broadcast. Breaking through the censorship and delivering raw, unedited content, it's Joshua Michael with Noncompliant America.
1: Before we went to break, we were talking about... Complying and censorship, and uh, our cell phones tracking us, and just the different trends that are going on uh, around the country and also around the world, and where they're getting those trends from. So, where is this information uh, disseminating to, you and where where's your cell phone data going, right, when it's listening to you? For example, I was at dinner last night. And, uh, we were talking about this ice cream place in, I think it's in Lake Oswego or something like that. It's called salt and straw. We were talking about it and I swear the people at the table, they said it like 15 times. And so we were also looking at a side-by-side, you know, a YXE 1000 Yamaha, really, really cool, fun side-by-side. And, uh, during my search, looking for Power Motorsports, because I know that they had a, a side-by-side, and it pulls up and it says salt and straw, and it was the ice cream place that we were talking about. And so the phone was actually listening during the conversation and implanted that through Google AdWords and other AdWords systems and put that up as a recommendation, and it had all the information about it really, really really freaky Uh, so that's happening on a much more sophisticated level beyond just providing you advertisement that information is also being disseminated down to a what's called a TXT file which is uh, words so it's able to be words so you can read it but more importantly so a computer can uh, search all the keywords and everything um, that you talk about and more importantly, for data storage purposes, and I know I 'm getting way out of topic here and, and getting uh, you know off off the cuff, but for data storage purposes, it's way way, 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 way cheaper to put everything into a Word file than it is to actually store the audio itself, and so that 's why they're doing that because now for one 10,000th of the storage capacity, they can store your whole life. There's this old saying, they can store your whole life on a flash drive, one of those little flash drive thingies. Um, Because if everything gets converted down to a tiny, tiny, tiny TXT file, then they can store all your information. More importantly, they can recap it and search it later. So what they're doing is they're storing it all, but they're also developing systems and processes on how they're going to be introducing the next lockdowns to you, how they're going to be introducing the next thing that takes away your rights. How do they maneuver it? You ever wonder how sophisticated some of these sales pitches are that the media sells and the government sells to you? How sophisticated they are on, oh, yeah, uh, two weeks to slow the spread, right? And you're like, oh, yeah, that sounds pretty reasonable. Two weeks, no problem. I mean, I can go on vacation, I'll hang out at home. Uh, most people are doing yard work. <laughs> um, and so that was an easy sell because it it sounded reasonable. Ah, uh, just just wear a mask, and then you know COVID will go away, and we'll all get back to normal., uh, that sounds pretty reasonable it's It's just a mask. It's not really that big of a deal. You know, it's not hurting anybody. it's not hurting anything. But then it goes to oh you know you can't wear you you have to wear a mask all the time. Then you remember Lincoln City. They're like, hey, you got to wear a mask outside when you're walking around on the beach. I remember seeing all those uh, signs on the on the on the on the road. It was really uh, it was really interesting because the the sale became more, and so they kept pushing more and more and more and more. And that's where we are now. That's why they're pulling back on the masks, because they want to give us a sense of relief before they go and the midterm variant comes out and they go and try to lock things back down again. So before the break, we were kind of talking about the Lindsey Graham uh, situation and kind of what happened with that and how all of that played out and how we uh, as Oregonians and Americans... Uh, are getting some of our freedoms back. It's because the convoys and the resistance movements are growing. People are sick of all this stuff and so things are growing and they can't hold it back. And so the powers that be have to try to present to you that they are still in control and they're still in charge. So even though the PCR's tests have been fake and they've fudged the numbers this whole time and created all this fear and pandemonium and put in all this stuff and shut down uh, transport with a lot of items and goods and industries and the economy and everything else they are continuing to uh, monitor us in what our resistance is going to be to that so they're giving us a little bit of a break uh, until the next thing comes out so a similar issue happened with Mark Thielman, and this is why I wanted to get him on because it's really interesting. Not only is he running for governor, uh, but he played an integral part in getting the schools to open back up and getting the schools to, uh, even though they were still masking our kids because they, they don't like to relinquish freedoms and give it back to us willingly, we have to stand up in the face of them and say, well, you know, masks are harmful for kids, and they're harmful for everybody. I mean, you're you're breathing in your own uh, CO2, and so what they proved long time ago. There's videos on it. You can watch it on YouTube. And uh, you know, there's OSHA specialists with the CO2 sensors, putting them in the mask. Once they put the mask on, the oxygen levels were dropping to a unhealthy level. <laughs> you know, and so kids are breathing that. People are breathing that. They're not getting oxygen. When you get brain damage, it's because you lose oxygen to your brain. So you need oxygen, and so you have to be able to exhale that. And I know a lot of you guys know this. And so I'm not I'm not trying to beat a dead horse here. But back to Mark Thielman. What was so interesting is that he stood up in the face of that, and he opened up his schools. He showed how weak they really are, and if we have the courage, the courage to stand up against them And question things. And I'm not saying you have to be a conspiracy nut and, you know, uh, challenge everything or everything must be a conspiracy. Even though a lot of conspiracies, such as the Wuhan lab conspiracy, they said, oh, it came from bats. Remember that? It came from bats. Well, that's all been disproven. It's all been disproven that it did not come from bats. And it actually came from the Wuhan lab, which is what a lot of the conspiracy people Had been talking about for over two years now i remember francis broil um head of the bioweapons research legislation he's an attorney um he came out and said it was a bioweapon and it was it came out of a lab uh back in february of 2020 and then i believe it was in may that india dissected covid And said it was a hybrid of five viruses spread together with the HIV delivery system. And so that was back in May of 2020. Everybody ignored it. Um, And it was just an interesting time. And I'm not trying to live in the past here. But I just want to kind of preface up to uh, what's going on in the world, where we're heading, and what we do about it. And also, why this show is so important. Why spreading the word and getting this information out to all your friends and family, it's so important because that is something that they cannot censor. They cannot censor from you talking to your neighbor, which is why they wanted to put a mask on you so you wouldn't talk to your neighbor because everybody was looking down. It's weird to communicate with a mask on. It just felt wrong. You ever ever talking to somebody Uh, and and they pull their mask down to talk it's because it's not normal it's not natural and uh, so with that uh, it's it's just an interesting time going on but we all need to be aware with what kind of moving parts are going on in the background so we got the mask to be removed I'm thinking we're going to have a really really awesome summer it's going to be really nice Uh, a lot of intricate interesting things going to happen. There's all the unknowns with the Russia war thing. Who knows, is it going to happen? You know, they just, uh, they just uh, started collaborating with uh, China now. So that's potentially escalating, uh, which is kind of interesting um, in that, you know, there's just so much unknown and disinformation going on. So they're censoring everything. We don't know what's going on. Mark Thielman has actually been able to break through the censorship. He's actually able to uh, successfully open his school, uh, and now he's running for governor. And he's also facing some of the similar things that he was facing in the Democratic uh, opposition. He's now facing with the Republican opposition. So he's got some Republican candidates and some Republican agencies, such as the GOP, not wanting to bring him in and or represent him uh, as a potential governor or running governor candidate. so the censorship happening is happening in real time to where they're not even reporting him as a uh, running candidate you know to where some people don't even know who he is because he's not being endorsed by his own party. They're canceling um, what are they canceling debates. They had a debate scheduled I think last week. Uh, with the uh, Republican governors, and they canceled it, and they said because they didn't want Mark Thielman to be there. So it's really interesting, and I really wanted to give him a platform. platform. I really wanted to give you guys an opportunity to meet Mark if you haven't heard about him. And so the next segment we're going to dive in, and it's going to be the interview we had with Mark Thielman. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the final segment of Noncompliant America. I am your host, Joshua Michael. One of the coolest things about being a DJ turned radio host is the dopest intros and the dopest beats. So I hope that you've enjoyed our show. You can make sure to check us out on Apple Podcast or Spotify. Noncompliant America is what it's called. And I've been talking about this interview coming up I was absolutely honored to be able to spend time with this next guest, by far the best Republican representative contender against this Democratic regime. And that, folks, is Mark Thielman. I'm sitting here with uh, Mark Thielman. He's running for governor. He used to be the all School superintendent. And, uh, you know, we just wanted to talk and get to know him and and see what he's about and um, kind of... uh, start that whole process so how are things going i mean we're getting into the campaign the the gop guy just resigned Mm -hmm. last last night was it last night yeah it was it was and uh so things are heating up and we're getting closer to that primary and stuff but uh
2: yeah what's what's on your radar right now well, obviously, now that I'm unemployed, and I have lots of extra time, mm-hmm. and uh, that's been a real blessing, because um, being able to campaign full-time has really amped things up, mm-hmm. and uh, I've got to get used to uh, uh, being able to focus on people, watching crowds of people you don't know, and you walk in the room, and everyone knows you. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's something I'm going to have to get used to, uh, but it's been just a phenomenal experience. It's a real honor uh, last week in Deschutes County, the Republican women's group, when I was introduced, they all stood up in standing ovation, and wow. I was like, "Wow, this is amazing!" So yeah. there's a lot of energy out there, a lot of hope. People are really looking for a different kind of leadership and some change. Yeah, and that's the that's the real thing that you know I really wanted to
1: grasp and and why I'm supporting you and and I look forward to uh, your campaign and your future and everything is because Oregon, a lot of the stigmas, Oregon's like, oh. You know, they'll never, it'll never happen. You'll never get there. You know, Oregon's been blue for 30 years. It's never going to change. But if there's any opportunity right now, right now is that time. Um, People are fed up with the high gas prices and Mm -hmm. the closing of the port and the uh, timber unity stuff. I mean, Oregon's a big state Mm -hmm. and there are a lot of angry people and uh, the Democrats just aren't doing it. So uh, what a perfect time and a perfect segue for you to come in and ride that horse. I know you got a lot of plans. You have a lot of good Mm -hmm. ideas. More importantly, you have a lot of experience uh, with this type of navigation, you know, because keep in mind, you know, we were talking and joking earlier, but we're in FEMA region 10 here. And, uh, it, you know, we're paving new paths and, and we're pioneering, you know, we're back in the Oregon Trail. Yes, we are. Uh, and so what a great leader you've shown to be mm-hmm. and you've proven yourself to be, uh, being the superintendent. it's uh, it's It's been a really good thing. We've done a couple events together in the past mm-hmm. and it, how amazing was it that at the very beginning of the riff of all of this friction going on with the pandemic and and everything surrounding that, that you prior to your candidacy, prior to everything, were standing right there next to me and other American people. Yep. And uh, and so it's really telling you. You really understand uh, who your friends are when you know who your enemies are.
2: Yes, and uh, I have many enemies, so so uh, it's a little easier in my line of work to know who the uh, who the opposition is. But. Yeah. But just know it's anyone who doesn't uh, support um, uh, individual thought, free thinking, Mm -hmm. um, real solutions to complex problems. Um, You know, I can name a few, Governor Brown, Tina Kotek, Tobias Reed, many others. And, uh, you know, we've had almost 40 years of this. Yeah. And and it builds up over time. And, And now we've reached the tipping point where people are living in real time what the end product of progressivism means. Mm-hmm. And what I think a lot of folks are finding is, you know, uh, my campaign is not just popular among conservatives. Yeah, There's a lot of former Democrats, uh, at least half my campaign team, or I call them recovering Democrats, uh, or they're non-affiliated. And they're, they're, they're saying, hey, we've, we want somebody who's going to tell us the truth, and uh, bring in innovation and real solution, and and that's what uh, uh, my cam- my campaign has been bringing. And I think that's why I'm the only grassroots um, uh, candidate. And what I mean by that is I'm the only one who hasn't raised or been given a million dollars by interest groups. Yeah. Um, I've been given, you know, uh, 10, 15, $25 by almost 1200 people. And it's amazing. Um, but I'm, uh, ranked in the, the top, I guess they got us down to top, the top six. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool out of a field of, uh, 17, 22, somewhere in there it changes. So, yeah. But how telling is that when a lot of your base,
1: and are grassroots people, and you are getting individually supported. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're resonating with what people want and what people are longing for, and uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's a really good thing to see. So prior to this, prior to getting into the race and the chaos and you stepping down and all of this and all of that, mm-hmm. you were just a superintendent. Before the superintendent and before that controversy,
2: who's mm-hmm. Mark Thielman? Well, I was a guy who was uh, born and raised in Spokane, Washington, and I was the son of um, uh, a guy named Dave. So, son of David, a little biblical analogy there. Uh, but my grandfather had started easel loader boat trailers back in the late, well, late 50s, early 60s. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, that took off. And so, it's really a rags to riches story. Um, I remember it four, four and five uh, having to push my dad's car out of the driveway because he couldn't afford to get the reverse gear fixed in the transmission, and uh you know eight years later we were living in a different neighborhood yeah. <laughs> And because uh, in the 70s, uh, things were bad economically, if you remember that. Well, maybe you don't. You weren't even born. But just trust me hey, on hey, it. Hey. Yeah, trust me on that. <laughs> um, but people bought beer in boats yeah. in those days. And so, um, you know, so I've, I've been on both sides, um, uh, really raised in my formative years as a blue-collar experience. Mm-hmm. And then um, in my late teens and into my college years is in that, you know, more professional white-collar um, business executive experience. And I think... I think that's really what ironically prepared me well for the place I'm in right now. Sure. So you really got to experience uh,
1: the American concept of pursuing happiness and starting from the bottom and working your way through all those different uh, trials and tribulations that come with that, Mm -hmm. um, which also in return makes you grateful and keeps you grounded um, because you haven't been fed all of your uh, good things, you've actually had to earn them and work and mm-hmm. and do things. So, yeah,
2: that's oh, yeah. You're... Well, and you know, just so you know, I mean, uh, I was so uh, fortunate. My parents um, footed some tuition to go to a private college, and it was Whitworth University and mm-hmm. Whitworth College back in those days. But um, you know, I, I appreciate you saying that because I remember being eighteen years old in college, recognizing that I was blessed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that easy loader was um, the engine, and that my dad and his skills, and my my mom, of course, uh, who supported him, um, and I didn't want to uh, let that go to my head, and so I worked my way through college just as if I didn't have that support. Yeah, and um, and I really do think that that helped define um, a little bit of my stick to itness. I, I tend to persevere in adversity. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and I didn't probably didn't have to live through some of that, but I even had a car, and I wouldn't have my dad fix it if yeah. it broke down. I'd ride my ten speed to work, you know the good <laughs> old days, yeah, and that's good because yeah. you I think that you recognize
1: the value of those lessons, and so it's almost self indulged,, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just. You wanted to discover yourself and be your own man. Figure out where you were going, and
2: well, and you know, in essence, I wanted to be free.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, freedom is 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 what it's all about. Setting uh, my own path. You know, um, I grew up in uh, kind of a rural area, and then I ended up uh, wanting to be a hunter and fisher and and uh, a country guy and a farmer, and I ended up doing that. So, yeah. you never know in this country where you end up. Yeah, you could be in an undisclosed location doing a a podcast interview.
1: You know, we could be
2: anywhere, folks.
1: <laughs> All right, yeah. You could check out the rest of that interview uh, on my podcast, Noncompliant America, both on Spotify and Apple. Make sure to visit if you're interested in learning more about Mr. Thielman at Mark for Oregon. That's M A R C number four Oregon. Com. Check him out. Get some support. You can volunteer. He's got tons of events that he's doing. As you know, he's full-time now on the road, and he needs your support because they are coming after him, folks, because he's the real deal. Just like they're coming after you, they're coming after him. But that does it for this week. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.
0: Smart
1: Hey, thanks.